are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Hello, everyone. Hope you had a fun-filled week last week. What did you do? Or did you do the fantastic thing of staying home and resting? I love to rest, relax, and do nothing at times. So, all good. I'm still a bit jet-lagged from the travel back from Spain. Such a fantastic time out there. And my project weight loss was on point. And I kept on target and lost a little bit of weight and gained so many connections and memories. Anyway, all that said, I am exhausted too. Approximately 30 hours of no sleep. (laughs) So I'm catching up on some Z's. And you know, even though I'm super tired, I'm here and I want to show up for you. Why is this that you may ask? Well, you know, I have held very close to my heart what Maria, a participant in my Project 66 cohort said. She told me, please don't stop doing this. You don't realize how important this is. And that thought of knowing and believing I can help someone really energizes me and propels me to do the thing. Thank you, Maria. Love you so much for sharing that with me. You just don't know how much your words keep me going. So even though I'm sleepy and tired, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. I'm super excited today to talk with you about a maester who has really helped me level up to the next level of my life. And that is Tamara Levitt. You know, when I was first deciding who to talk about in this episode, because I have a very long list of maesters (laughs) And they're all amazing and so valuable to me. And I was debating back and forth in my mind. And then I started talking to my sister Stan about it. And she asked me the question, well, who was the one that has helped you the most for your project weight loss? And bingo, super easy decision at that point. And who that is, is Tamara Levitt. And while there are many people who are fantastic when it comes to weight loss, the key part here is that Project Weight Loss is yes about weight loss, but more importantly, it's about gaining your sanity in the process, your quality of life. And that maester for me is Tamara Levitt. So I want to start off by sharing with you what I've learned about her background and her story, and then I'm going to share some lessons and how her teachings have helped me on my project weight loss and so much more. So let's go. So I was reading Tamara's bio, and she's so inspiring to me because it reminded me that as humans, we're so beautifully imperfect, and that's the way it should be. You know, Tamara tells her story that she had this idea since very young age of being a world-renowned singer, married with two babies and a cat named Babs, named after Barbara Streisand. And here's the thing. So many of us, we have these dreams and many times we don't act on them because it's so sensitive, that part in us. It's like that little kid in us that dreams the big dream and the possibility of not achieving it is so heavy for us. And so many of us, well, we just don't go there. And I, of course, am speaking for myself. I am number one on that list, let me tell you. I had so many dreams and I set them aside. And you know, it reminds me of Rudyard Kipling's poem titled, If, that I had to memorize for my eighth grade graduation. So bear with me. I'll never forget it. One stance of it reads, if you can make a heap of all your winnings and risk it 
on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. And you know, I can't tell you how many times I've thought about that stance. Risk it all and lose and never breathe a word about your loss. And what that last part means to me is this idea of no regrets, no blame. When things don't go as planned, no regrets. So beautiful, but so challenging. And so we just don't do it. Well, Tamara did it. She went for her big dream. So courageous. And with a heavy heart, she let it go after trying so hard. And to me, knowing that about her, makes me admire and love her even more. So much value, so much courage. Tamara Levitt is originally from Canada and is the head of mindfulness from the Calm app, a meditation app that I listen to for my meditation and that has partnerships with healthcare providers to provide a meditation mechanism for people. Tamara, in her youth, attended a magnet school for artists and worked hard to make it in her career and her dream. She worked as a musician and a voiceover actress. She shares that she struggled like many of us have with anxiety and family relationships. She had a strained relationship with her father and she developed an eating disorder, writing in her biography that she struggled with anger management. She shared that she originally didn't believe in the idea of meditation. And yet she was introduced to it and has been meditating for years. She has recorded thousands of meditations and has a masterclass on gratitude in the call map that I highly recommend you listen to and that I will be talking about. The thing that's given her so much strength and grounding has been meditation. So much so that over time it would lead her to a 30 year passion. And I'm so grateful to her for her decisions because she has really helped me. And I'm sure she has helped thousands of many other people with her meditations. You know, there's a joke out there that she can secretly tell us to do anything and we'll do it because of her soft and calming voice and beautiful lessons. <laughs> and I so agree. But seriously, she really has created a gold mine with her meditations. I've learned so much from them. I've learned new words from different languages. I've learned how to change my reactivity to my situations, my world. And I've learned so much about gratitude. So let's unpack it. I want to start with a few of her teachings on different words that I have learned from her. The first you may have heard of or will know what I'm talking about once I describe it. And that's Kintsugi. In essence, kintsugi is about finding the beauty in our flaws. Kintsugi is the Japanese word for the artwork of binding pottery or artwork with precious metals and creating a beautiful new piece of art from the brokenness. She shares in her meditation how we're conditioned to think that when something is broke, it has no value. And she challenges us to think about our flaws differently asking us to see our flaws as beautiful. And there's so much to this because to me, not only does it give us relief, but it gives us wings, gives us strength to see our flaws in this way, kintsugi in this way. She gives the example of how when a teacup breaks, the art of kintsugi embraces the brokenness. The pieces are mended together, highlighting the cracks rather than hiding them. 
A few years back, I was in a work meeting and someone brought up the term of being a broken human being as it pertained to health for some, the past has been very difficult as they see it. And the speaker at this meeting termed the notion of being broken as a person and the room went into such an uproar over the concept of being broken. And it got me thinking of this concept of brokenness, broken homes, broken paths, broken us. And you know, if it would have been the me of 10 years ago, I would have been pretty inflamed myself over the term, like almost everyone else in the room was so upset over the idea of brokenness. And instantly I thought of Tamara and her meditation on the word Kintsugi. And as I mentioned earlier in her meditation, she explains how the Japanese word Kintsugi is used to signify the joining of broken pottery with gold or other precious metals. And it creates a beautiful piece of artwork. And really, it's more of a philosophy of embracing our humanity, our brokenness, so to speak. And so hearing the debate and the comments about the term at this meeting, broken, this term broken, made me think that we sometimes spin things to make them so negative or so far from the intent. And I felt like what Tamara taught me through her meditation was not just a foreign term, but so much more than that. Because of her meditation of this new word for me, I got to see the speaker in a calm and understanding way. I was not inflamed or upset about his comments. I got him and I understood where he was coming from. No problem here. And further, even now, I recall going into the fancy artisan shops and every once in a while coming across this broken art concept. And it makes me smile and it makes me grateful for my humanity, my brokenness. Such a shift in reactivity and perspective. So good. The other word she's taught me is shamatha, which is the concept of training the mind to clear it of clutter, kind of like doing a Marie Kondo of tidying up our mind. She teaches the two parts of the words, shama, meaning peaceful, and ta, meaning to remain. And this practice is done to allow our mind to calm down, right? To remain in this state of calm. She also introduced me to the word hiriya. Hiriath is a Welch word that refers to a homesickness. She talks about what the word means, right? Which is this idea of a nostalgia for the lost places of our past. And she teaches that from there, we can grieve our past, but it's so important to make room for the present. It's okay to reminisce, but it's also okay to let go. So it's an opportunity to open to the present And she says it so beautifully. This is where new memories are born. And I love this thought because we're so past focused. And some of what that is, is this longing for the past or yesteryear. She also taught me the Japanese word yugen, which is difficult to accurately translate, but it roughly means an awareness of the universe that triggers an emotional responses that are sometimes too mysterious and deep for words. Kind of how we marvel at the stars in the universe and its vastness. And the last word I want to share is anahata, a Sanskrit word that stands for unstuck or unhurt, which is this idea that our heart center is never changing and that we can turn to inwardly to open ourselves up. And this is so great, such a great word to know that we can turn inward to allow our heart to awaken us, right? To help us, anahata. So cool. 
The other valuable lesson I have learned from Tamara is how to work better with my reactivity, how I come at the world. Meditating daily to her meditation has created a sense of learning and understanding how important my awareness is, awareness of the world, others, and myself. And in these moments of pause, reactivity is lessened, softened, and goodness, the benefits that come out from this. Well, for one, all the emotions are felt so much clearer, so much stronger, and yet have less of a hold on me, as if I'm more present in my life. You know, from 2015 to 2019, I made numerous trips to Mexico. And in 2018 in particular, I made so many trips with my sister, San. I think we made around six trips in a very short few months. Uh, We were working together in my loving angel's memory. And this was a very difficult time for the both of us. And I'm so happy that San went with me and that we worked together to honor my sister's last wishes. So in this process, I remember so vividly listening to Tamara's gratitude meditations nightly to help me sleep. Because if you're anything like me, stress can wreak havoc on your sleeping schedule. And boy, did her meditations help me, calm me. And I think that the calmness really helped me emotionally. And I think by extension helped in the work that I was doing. So in the end, it all worked out. And connecting the dots backwards is always so easy to do and so clear to see. For me, sound was so instrumental and so was Tamara. And for my project weight loss, I didn't miss a beat. We were always on point with our food and with our lives. Even though our trips were so stressful, we managed to do some sightseeing to get reacquainted with our hometown village and the beautiful people in it. And Stan and I got reacquainted with each other, not only as sisters, but as great friends. And I really don't think that I could have enjoyed the trips as much or had been as productive if it wasn't for my meditations with Tamara. I really believe that. Again, in hindsight, meditation with Tamara made me, I think, a better traveling partner. And Tamara has taught me that understanding and the ability of power of turning inward. This idea that there's so much value in this awareness and power of allowing discomfort without reacting to it. And this is where the mental muscle of willpower is being flexed and strengthened, which is so important for our project weight loss. So good. And the last thing I want to share about this amazing maester is to me the most important And that is her teachings, her masterclass and meditations around gratitude. While my gratitude practice started before I heard Tamara's masterclass, her class solidified my practice and deepened it. It went from a gratitude entry daily to a deep gratitude in my life and the people and things in it. A greater understanding that the connections of what others give me is so huge that if I'm just open to see it and revel in it, it can be transformational for me. You know, this all sounds great, but it's by no means easy because as you know, and you have heard me say, we're not wired to automatically think positive or wired to instinctively be grateful or be aware and do the things we want to do. We have to practice at it. We have to choose to practice it. And this is important to know. Tamara teaches how to do this because there are so many barriers to get in our way. 
For starters, there's negativity bias, a natural pattern that we gravitate to, to self-preserve ourselves, to protect ourselves, watching out for dangers. Then there's the social and cultural conditioning where we're fed the idea that our lives are not good enough. (laughs) We could buy bigger, be better, have more. You know, which is connected also to the comparisons of others. Sometimes that is not even done consciously. And this, you can see it in social media as well. We think that we don't, you know, envy or compare, but we are, we do. Unconsciously, we are. And then there's this desire and expectation for more constantly. There's never enough. And so how can we be grateful when we always want more? She teaches in her masterclass that gratitude is a practice that has to be honed and that if we work at it, it has so many benefits, emotional and also physiological. Our heart, our sleep, our mood, the cortisol levels in our body and so much more are affected by meditation and gratitude. And I talk a little bit about this in podcast nine. And the other thing I want to say about her masterclass is that what Tamara talks about as far as gratitude is that there's so much value in people. It reminds me so much of my recent Camino walk, that these trips, these experiences in our lives are so enriched by other people and what they do. And we just go about our business. We sometimes don't even see it. And it also reminds me of Susie Orman. In the Calm app, there's also the Sparks episodes and her particular one that I want to reference is titled Financial Intentions. And Susie talks about this concept of people first. When you put people first, you come from a place of integrity is what she says. She talks about this idea of people first, then money, then things. Anyway, she's really famous. Look her up. I really recommend her too. But I want to say all this to say that, you know, when Tamara is talking about gratitude and us seeing that we're really not islands, what we have, and to some extent, the things we learn and who we are, are so interconnected with other people and what they do for us. And we don't see it. We are prone to see the faults, the things that didn't happen, how people hurt us. And I'm not saying that there's no validity to process our pain. What I'm saying is that we're so quick to see the negativity of others first without seeing the blessings we have been given by people in the simplest forms and at the same time in not so simple ways. Tamara talks about how you can look around and we think, for example, about electricity. And for me, it's a big deal (laughs) because I come from a small village And when I was little, they did not have electricity. There was no electricity. The running water was rationed. And we have that so accessible. And so when we don't have it, like you hear with the natural events or systems failing in certain states or in some countries not working, it's a very big deal that we have these services. And we pay for them, yes, but could you imagine a day, as outlandish as it sounds, where you had to figure out your own electricity? You had to collect your own clean water. You had to gather and figure out how to obtain the food you would eat that day. Forget the idea of going to the store and picking up some strawberries that you want, right? (laughs) You know, sometimes I travel to small villages and they don't have strawberries. I want strawberries and good luck finding them. (laughs) And it's not putting the villages down. No, it's this idea that we have that. And if we do have that, what a gift. And a lot of this is brought to us by the work of people. 
working and doing that for us. So much of it. I mean, you know, you walk out the door and it's raining. I took my umbrella on my early morning walk. And I say this because I sometimes speak my podcast notes into voice memos on my phone and then I go back and write my notes. And so I was doing that this morning. And as I was walking, I have my umbrella. It's such a cool umbrella. It has UPF 40 sun protection. It's enormous. <laughs> I brought it from Costco for about 20 bucks. And I think I'm just strolling in my morning walk and I'm looking around. And it's so beautiful. The roads that we have that someone created for us, engineered it, and then actually physically built them, that you don't go outside and have to deal with mud for the most part. You have these roads. You know, you put on your tennis shoes. Who made those tennis shoes? Or if you go in the morning, you go pick up your coffee, the barista makes your coffee with the foam heart. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. We are not islands. And Tamara teaches this concept so beautifully. You know, I'm giving you my spin of it, but she teaches it so beautifully and so succinctly. And so I highly recommend that you listen to her masterclass on gratitude if you're able to. And if you don't, you know, look her up. And to me, the most important part of her teaching is this area, this idea of gratitude that is a practice and it's an action, it should be an action, something you practice and do kind of like a sport or creating a new habit because you can say, yeah, I'm grateful. I told someone, thank you. Or I think about gratitude, but it's so much more valuable to put pen to paper. And here's what she recommends. Practice gratitude in the same time every day. Avoid gratitude fatigue by mixing it up, right? Change it up a little bit. Be as specific as possible. Let it flow. Let it be, you know, heart to pen to paper. She also teaches about the gratitude countdown that you can play with someone else or by yourself, which is this game that someone can start and say, gratitude countdown. You have to think of 10 things you're grateful for. A little challenging, but fun. And last, a plan, a 30-day challenge to create a gratitude practice. So for me, I have set a reminder to practice a random gratitude countdown. She has a toolkit that lists barriers that I mentioned and also has more tools on gratitude. And the last thing I want to say about Tamara is that I've learned from her about being courageous and that it's never too late to pick up your passions where we left off. I feel so strongly that what's made Tamara the great success she is today is because she went for her dream. And while she currently is not working in that area, that strength and conviction, that tenacity and struggle made her the maester I see her as today. I'm sure it took her so much courage and pain to leave her passion and love of music to find another path. And for me, I'm so grateful to her for finding her new path. And what I'm glad to hear is that she wrote that she recently found the courage to buy herself a new guitar, amp, and keyboard, and that she plans to compose some sweet music, as she puts it. And I have no doubt that she will. And when she does, I will for sure buy her music when she does. Have a grateful, mindful week, everyone. And please look up Tamara Levitt. She's an outstanding maester in our Project Weight Loss. Thank you for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.